all day long, you'll probably be having this word on your mind, wackadoo, although it's not in my notes, but I'm just saying. We're going we're gonna to believe God for wonderful things. You're, I want you to, to see what we're going to do and how we're going to do it because I, I think God wants to take you. The Bible says from glory to glory. I don't know about you, but we've never arrived. We're not going to arrive till Jesus comes back, and I want to learn something. And, and if this is as good as it gets, then oh my, there's got to be more. So I, I got to believe God for more, and I'm believing him for that. So this message series is called, you ready for this? You're going to say it with me. See it, say it, seize it. Oh, yes, see it, say it, seize it. So if you have your Bible, you want to turn to Judges chapter 7. We're going to look at verses 9 through 15. Judges chapter 7, verses 9 through 15. When you have that, slap your neighbor. (laughs) I love this church. (laughs) All right, this is what it says. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp of Pura, your servant. You shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down to Pura, his his servant, or went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. Now, I'm going to stop right there and just to let you know, let me set the scene a little bit. This is Gideon. Gideon is, is, if you remember the story, he had all kinds of people there to fight with him. All kinds, thousands. And and they got... uh, eliminated and eliminated and eliminated by the lord so that could be said that it's not by anybody's hand but god's he's he's got 300 men now against thousands so we're going to see now he the lord's telling him something and he says if you don't believe me go go take your servant pure and go down and listen so uh, he went with surah and to the camp now the midianites and the amalekites all the people of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts and their camels were without number as the sand by the seashore in multitude and when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell over and overturned, and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of this dream and its interpretation, he worshipped He returned to camp of Israel. He said, arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. I want you to see this story, and I want you to understand that God made a promise to Gideon. And the promise, if we're all like a Gideon, we want a promise. How many would want a promise? I grew up uh, with my kids growing up with me. I mean, I'm still growing, you know what I'm saying? But I remember telling my kids, I promise, because if I told my kids, I promise, they always, that's what they said. Well, then that was going to happen, because daddy always keeps his promises. Everybody wants a promise. So God has a promise. He gives you a promise, and he's got a purpose. How many would know that God doesn't do anything without a purpose? He's got a purpose behind it. So he gave Gideon a promise. I've given the enemy into your hands. But, you know, in the natural, this doesn't look good. Gideon's got 300 guys. You just read the camels are just as many as the seashore. They're like locusts. I mean, all kinds. There's just there's huge amounts against them. God said you're going to defeat them. But see, the promise isn't what moved Gideon. I mean, he likes that. Who doesn't like that? I promise. We like that. But that's not what moved him because he's there's too much stuff against him. It's stacked against him. This would be a great song play right here for the magnificent seven for all the guys we'd like dun 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 oh, never mind but anyway 
That's what I mean. I mean, it's just like it's against him, but he couldn't see it. He, now, he was obedient. He was where God wanted him to be. He had told the other guys, you go home, those that drank this way and those that drank that way. He had done everything God had told him to do. But in the natural, he's struggling. He was human. He was doing his mind reasoning. He was saying, God, this isn't making any sense. And he really didn't believe it. He knew they're outnumbered. They're outmaneuvered. It just doesn't look good. God said, okay, the promise is not enough for you. Sometimes the promises God gives you are not self-fulfilling all the time. In other words, you'll get something and you want to believe it. How many have ever been there? Man, I want to believe that. God, that sounds so good, but it's so hard. I've been down this road or I have been through so much. I want to believe it. But it just doesn't seem to be enough. So here's our first point for this morning. You got to do what God says. You got to do what he says. What was the promise he told you? If you go back and check, have you done everything he's told you to do? Have you set yourself up for success? Even though it doesn't look like that, God, that doesn't make sense. Have you still did it? But God, I don't understand. Could you still stand under it? Have you just said, Lord, let me... All right, okay, never mind, I'll do it. How many times has God said to do something? If we read accounts in the Bible, Lord, we fished all night, we didn't catch anything. Throw your net on the other side. Oh, my goodness. Peter is a professional fisherman. Jesus is a carpenter. But Peter says, nevertheless. Sometimes we just need a nevertheless. Lord, I don't get it, but nevertheless, if you tell me, nevertheless, okay. Somebody said, we can't go that way. Listen, we're supposed to go that way. It doesn't work. Nevertheless, that's almost your, I grew up with my mom not saying nevertheless, but because I said so. Kind of almost the same thing. (laughs) So the children of Israel were given promises. They were pregnant with promises. We're going to take you to the land flowing of milk and honey. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And so many of them, they never entered into the promised land. So it's not a matter of, Uh, whether or not God has made you promises, just because you have a promise and you found it in the word doesn't mean that you'll enter into fulfillment of that if you're not obedient, if you don't trust, if you don't do what he says. God doesn't check with me to make sure that I'm okay with it. Brett, are you good with that? He doesn't do that. Something has to happen to provoke your faith. Everybody say something. Something's got to stir you. Something's got to grab a hold of you. Something has to be, you know what, God, if you want me to do this, you have a purpose. Past what I see, it doesn't matter. If you say it, it's done. The promise from God is just a revelation of God's intention in your life. And he's going to give you a promise, and he'll show you in Scripture of his divine intentions. God will say, this is what I plan to do. What do you plan to do? What are you going to do with what I've told you? So many times we're just like Gideon. We need more than a promise. God, I, I don't know. It's just too hard. Have you ever been where you're in the emergency room and somebody else's, you know, a loved one is in there and you're like, I need a promise. But I need even more than that. I need something. Maybe you have a creditor screaming at you. Oh God, I need a promise. And I need more than that. Brings us to our second point. The key is to make the promise into a picture. 
Make the promise into a picture. That's what God said to Gideon. This is what he said. I promise you I'm going to deliver them into your hand. But if you don't believe me in what I'm telling you, if you don't, if you think I'm lying, or if you think I'm not saying the truth, or you think that I'm just not so sure, he said, I want you to take pure. I want you to go down. Listen to what the enemy's saying. And I want to give you a picture. And I want you to, I want you to picture this. I, want you to, I mean, if you could see Gideon sneaking down there, and he's got Pura, and they're behind a rock, and they're, you know, I mean, that's dangerous enough. But they, they hear the story. They hear the, the dream and the interpretation. And it wasn't until he hears that that he gets a picture in his mind. I've been through a lot of things in my life, and sometimes somebody can tell you something, but you can't catch it until sometimes you get a picture. Can anybody relate to that? I'm just telling you, uh, you know, ministry is demanding. I, I know ministry is demanding, and, and uh, I, I've had this. It, I don't do it anymore, but in years past, I couldn't say no to anybody. Is anybody, uh-huh. you know, oh, Pastor Brett, could you come and help us? Sure, sure. Hey, Pastor Brett, could you come over? Uh, sure, sure. Hey, we need help over here to move. Sure, okay. Kim and I could have plans, and if someone came up and said, hey, I, I need you to come over and, and uh, do this, okay. And I'd just tell her, hey, I, we can't. We're going to change our plans. i got to go over here and take care of this because that was taking precedence in my mind. Now, I'm going to share something with you because this is where things all change, so I'm going to give you this principle. I came home one day after work, and me and my wife had this garden out back, and she looks good in anything. She could wear mud and look good. But I still remember her in a uh, uh, like bib coverall type thing, and she had cut off shirt, and she was just the sun was she was tan, you know, she was mad, and she was out in that garden. She had a hoe. How many know what a hoe is? And she's just smacking those weeds, and I mean, she's digging and she's pulling, and I'm like, who's she killing? I mean, she's out there, she's doing something, and she came in, and I'm like, what's what are you so upset about? And, I, and she had been telling me for weeks, maybe even months, and it was just, it was a flyby. And she said, you know what this is like? I said, what? She said, this is like, I want to keep us together and strong. And every time we try to do something and someone else comes up and interrupts it, you go do that. I can't keep weeds out of this, just like in the garden. I got to dig, but it's overtaking me. I can't do it in my own. Would you help me? Every, you know, so she gives me this illustration, this picture. And I could see what she was saying. And I said, honey, I'm, I'm sorry. So, the, I mean, how many of us, as soon as something like that happens, the enemy's going to try you? Somebody came and said something. Hey, Pastor Brett, I need you. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I've already got plans. But I'll be praying that you get the help you need. God gave Gideon a picture when he heard that. Gideon said, you know, and he said, there was a, I'm going to put it in this way, instead of saying there was a barley loaf, there's a cupcake rolling down the field, hit the tent, I'm the cupcake. (laughs) He didn't believe it until he got the picture, until he saw himself winning and put what God said and put it together, he got the picture and he began to worship God. Our first point is we have to do what he says. Then we need to get a picture for the promise. The first part is we have to see it. We're going to have to see it. Then say it and seize it. I get it, but you got to see it. you got to see what God has told you. 
You'll never possess the promise until you see it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to see this. Once you see it, God can bring it to pass. If you don't have a picture, it's just not real to you, and it just doesn't come to pass. I mean, you just you need to put that in front of you. God made this visual. If I say horses, right now, you're all thinking of horses. You got a picture of a horse in your mind. If I say a dog, you see a dog. If I say a cat, you see a cat. If I say polka dots, you see polka dots. If I say zebra, you see a black and white striped horse or a white horse with black stripes or a black horse with white stripes. You see a zebra. That's what you see. God is saying the promise is not enough. We got to get a picture inside to see what we we were talking about, what God wants to show us so we can see that through. The dream and the interpretation was what Gideon needed. When he got the picture, he could respond to the promise. So he ran back to the camp. He got everybody up. He said, we are going to defeat the Midianites. We are going to do it because now he believes it because he saw the picture. God told him, but now he's got a revelation in his mind. What changed? He got the picture. When he said, you know what? That's me. I'm the cupcake. They're talking about me. Can I tell you right now, you might not be behind a rock, but your enemies are talking about you. You might want to get the picture that God before you, who can be against you? You might understand that if God is with you, man, I'm telling you, and God gave you a promise, you cannot be stopped if you get the picture. The closer to your miracle you are, the closer the promise gets fulfilled. You're closer to your miracle than, than you even realize, I believe. I believe that you're closer than because, listen, your picture away from your performance. Think about it. Sometimes I just, you know, just like with my wife, I couldn't see it. She'd been telling me, but I couldn't see it. You ever talk to somebody and it's just like, I mean, it's just going over their head. They're just not catching it. But sometimes you just have to get a picture. I could see her sweating and driving those weeds and she's mad because I'm not working the garden with her. She told me, hey, I don't want these people in front of me. I want to do things with you. We planned this two weeks ago. But I couldn't do it until I got the picture. Gideon breaks out into worship. Why? Listen to this, because when he had the promise, he still wasn't convinced. But when he had the picture, the pictures weren't convinced him. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, God can do it. If you can see it, it can become a reality. If you can see the picture, can you see yourself free? Can you see yourself well? If you don't, you know, if you got a sickness or I'm doing this, can you see yourself doing this? Can you, I can't straighten up. Can you see yourself straighten up? You got to get a picture. You got to get it in your mind. Can you see yourself successful? Can you see yourself healthy? How do you do that? You get a promise from God's word. He renews your mind. And you begin to say, I don't see myself as a failure. I don't see myself as an addict. I don't see myself as a loser. I don't see myself as a nobody heading nowhere. I get filled with a promise. The next thing God will do, he'll turn that promise into a picture of who you really are. You want to see yourself blessed? See yourself prosperous. See yourself whole and healed. Change your life. The Bible says without vision, people perish. That's what it says. We need that vision. Another version says this. Without vision, people lose all restraint. You know why people get crazy? 
People get crazy because they don't have direction. Because they don't know what to do. They feel overwhelmed. Isn't that the essence of being overwhelmed? I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? How are we going to pay this? How am I going to get well? They don't know where they're going. Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Sounds like he knows where he's going. Sounds like he knows the way. Sounds like I could get a picture from him. So if I begin to just say, listen, I want to get what you have for me, Lord. Jesus is saying this out loud. I am the way, the truth, and life. Can you get a picture? Here's our third point for this morning. Get goals and a vision to do the promise. When you get a goal and a vision, other things are distractions. If you can get a picture, then you can say, how do I get to that picture? Can I do that? How do I do that? What are the steps to do this? Jack Nicholas, the great golfer, is asked once, how did you win so many golf championships? And this is his response. I want you to listen. He said, I see every shot I take in my mind before my body gets involved. He said, I see every shot in practice. And when I address the ball, my mind lets the picture govern my body's response to it. If your mind can be persuaded by a picture, then your body begins to respond. It follows your thoughts. So we got to get the picture in our mind. If that's what we see, that's the way we go. If you see yourself as a loser, you, you have trouble pulling yourself up. you got to start seeing yourself as God sees you. Get a picture. Well, Brad, I've never had anything. My daddy never had anything. My granddaddy never had anything. It stops now. You will. You get a picture. You break that. I've always been this way. Well, today's a new day. It's time to get a picture. It's time to see it. Let it develop in your mind. Pictures usually develop in a dark room. Wish I could leave this part out. Isn't that where it happens? I mean, on the mountaintop, everybody loves the mountaintop. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the mountaintop. I love the mountaintop. But you know where your character gets developed? It's in the valley. It's in the dark room. That's where it starts developing. How many remember the Polaroid one step? You pull that out. Got me a picture. In about five minutes, the picture would develop. Sometimes they weren't so good. But you know what? It, it would just take time to develop. We get developed in the dark room. We figure out who we are. We figure out, you know, God, I can lean on you. I've seen you get me through this. When God told me to come to Marion and start TLC, he gave me a picture of our church. When I started into ministry, he pulled me out of sleep one night and had me go out and watch something, and it was just this, just to let you know, I mean, it's just this massive crowd doing, and he, and he told me something, and he gave me a picture. And when he told me to, to come and do this church, I knew it was part of the picture he gave me. you got to understand what I'm telling you. I saw this before you saw this. I saw these chairs before we raised money and bought them. I already had a picture of it. I didn't see TLC struggling. I didn't see, you know, this or that or, or, or scarcity. It was completely packed. Why? Because I had a picture. I was pregnant with vision. 
And the enemy wants to just come after some of that garbage of bad when God gave you a picture. You're going to have to hang on to what he gave you. You're going to have to hang on. How many like going back to someplace you want a vacation because you have a picture, you remember how great it was, or, oh, that was so much fun. I still remember my kids when they were little dancing on Main Street at Disney World with my mom and dad sitting there, and I can still rem- I can hear the song in my mind. And I can see my son with a little Peter Pan hat on with a little feather, just dancing. Sam climbing on a flagpole, and we're like, Sam, get down. (laughs) All kinds of, just having all kinds of fun. I can get a picture. I can can remember things that just make make me feel good. Maddie said something the other day, and she said, oh, you smell like grandma. Not to me. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, I can smell my mom too. I know that sounds weird. But I have a picture in my mind. I know what that smells like. That smell growing up was comforting to me. If I ever had a boo-boo, oh, wackadoo, I could go to my mom and, and when she would hold me, there was that, that, that same smell, that feeling. It's going to be all right. You need a picture. You need to see things that God has given you. God will give you a picture. I I saw myself blessed. I saw myself winning. I saw myself overcoming. I saw myself having a beautiful family. I could picture it. He gave me a picture. I saw myself with a beautiful wife. It came to pass. Listen to me, young people. If you can see a picture God gives you, you won't date everything out there with two legs. Get a picture. What are you seeing? Steps towards your promise, towards your goal that you need to do. Bring it to pass. This is what people tell. Well, Brother Brad, I just kind of let it just hit me. Oh, life will hit you all right. You just let life do whatever it wants. Have fun with that. Here's point number four. Your thoughts are important. Once it's in your mind, your body aligns itself with the picture. That's why praise is so important. Once you get a picture, you can get excited. Once you see yourself, if you want to see yourself skinny, you got a picture of yourself skinny, put it up there. Once you see it and you believe it and you start going towards that, you might get excited. Thoughts are important. That's why praise. Your body responds to the picture on the inside, which kind of explains why some of us don't have much of it because we don't get a picture in our mind. We just come to church. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm just saying, let your body know you're excited. <laughs> let you... Thank you. I know some people are different. They have different personalities. Some are more demonstrative. Some are like, woo, cheerleader. Let's go to church. Yeah. Others are just like, praise God. I get it. But there's got to be something to get yourself excited. Something that says, I believe the picture I see in my mind. Yet if I see nothing, I respond by nothing. And if you shoot at nothing, you'll surely hit it. God says, I have a plan for the rest of your life, and it's good. He's got a plan, and it's good. You need to get a picture. Well, Brett, I don't have anything. See yourself with more than enough. Here's the thing. If you want more than enough so you can be... (laughs) Forget it. If you want more than enough so you can share it, 
It's okay to have more. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to have nice things. Don't let nice things have you. But I'm telling you, if you want blessed beyond compare, be willing to share it. Be willing to say, okay, who do you want me to bless with this, God? I've got what I need. I've got even more than I need. And I thank you for that. Who can I bless? Your thoughts will drive your life. You got to take his promise and turn it into a picture and say, I don't see myself broke. I don't see myself sick. I don't see myself struggling. I am not a loser. I see myself blessed. I don't see myself hopeless. I don't see myself lonely. I don't see me checking into the old folks' home. Goodness and mercy are going to follow me everywhere I go. I see it. I say it. I seize it. That's a good place to say amen. Your, your life will always move in the direction of the dominant picture. You reside in your mind. You might say, Brett, that's wackadoo. You've got to get a picture. Perspective is everything. If you see the glass half empty, you see lack and struggle. If you see the glass half full, you'll be thinking, there's more where that came from. That's enough for me, and I can get more. The Bible says you're blessed when you go in, you're blessed when you go out. God is for me. Get a picture of that. It is his will for you to be prosperous and be blessed so that you can do the work of his kingdom. God told the Israelites to go into the promised land, come back with some food. Tell us what you see. So they sent 12 guys out. Basically, they said, go get a picture, bring back grapes. They bring back grapes the size of watermelons. And all these guys in the picture, of the, of the, they have 10 of the 12 guys. They're like, they're big. These guys are big. Really? Instead of saying, man, there's some big people there, but we can take this. God, we can do this. They come back and say, we, this is what the picture they had. We are grasshoppers. They're huge. We're just, they'll squish us. They never got their promise. Because they would not get a hold of the picture. You got to understand the picture that God wants to give you isn't always free of no struggle of no pushing, of no determination. Picture matters. God is bigger than any giant. Think about this. God told Abraham, said, I know you're old, and so is Sarah, but you're going to have a baby. Could you imagine Abraham? Abe, you're going to have a baby. You don't believe me? Go outside, and if you look at the sand, I'll give you a daylight vision. All the sands of the seashore, so shall your children be. And if you are even still doubting me when you go out at night, I want you to look up. Look at all the stars in the sky. I'm going to give you a picture of your children. The promise. I'm going to give you a picture. Can you imagine Abraham? 90 years old. Zippity doo da. Zippity a. Come on, Sarah, have a baby today. <laughs> He's getting a picture. He shouldn't be able to, oh, just let that go. But he's got a picture. Some of you are just now getting what I just said. Let's go, Sarah. Woo! <laughs> Point is this, he had to see it. He had to get a picture in his mind. He had to go, it doesn't make any sense, God, but if you tell me that's your promise, I'm going to get a picture, I'm going to be obedient. Some of you just need to do what God says and get a picture. 
I'm concerned that this generation of young people are coming up and they don't have a clue. Because they, they want to... Life isn't... You know, we've, we've lived a life sometimes where sometimes we just hand everything. But life is work, isn't it? You're going to take some work. You've got you to take some vision. It's going to take... And we, Now, I'm not talking as much in this service. We've got some great young people, so please don't get me wrong. What I'm telling you is you've got to have drive. Baby, you got to have something in the engine. you got to have something. There's people that come around and go, hey, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, let me just tell you, you've heard me say it before. The whistle doesn't pull the train. It just makes noise. There's a lot of whistles in the world. Woo-hoo, look at me. Woo-hoo. What do you got in the engine? Let's lift up the hood and see what you got in the engine. you got to drive yourself to the picture. What did God show you? The anointing of God will start showing up and your destiny and everything starts changing because you get a picture, you get a vision. When the purpose becomes the picture, they start fulfilling, things start happening. I don't have a whole lot left in this. Jesus was about to call Peter into ministry. Peter had been fishing all night, hadn't caught anything. Now I want you to think of this. I hadn't thought of it this way before. If he went up to Peter and said, hey, let's go. Come on, I, I want you to come work for me. What's, I mean, Peter's at a low right now. I've been fishing all night. I'm tired. I haven't caught anything. And you want me now? I mean, on the other hand, you could think, hey, this isn't working. Maybe this will be better. But he's like, gee whiz. I mean, what, what's the picture you're giving me here? I'm going to go into ministry. Is this what I'm going to do just like this? I mean, I think... All heaven rejoices according to scripture when one person gets saved. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is God wants to show you I'm bigger than what you're thinking. So he says, Peter, throw your net out. Because the picture Peter has is right now of defeat. Broke. I've labored. I've toiled. And I got almost zippo and zero for nothing. Nevertheless, Jesus, if you say throw it out. There's enough to make the boat sink. There's enough fish there. He's got to call partners to come over. Can you help me? We got the nets breaking. And then Jesus looks at me and says, Peter, come with me. I'll make you fishers of men. He just put a picture in Peter's mind. This should not have happened. I've been fishing in this spot all night long. All night. Yeah, see, all these people from the 70s and the 80s. Everyone you meet. Okay, back to the fish. All night, he'd been fishing, and now he's got all these fish. Because now he's got a picture. What's he saying? I'm going with Jesus. Good night. I'm going with Jesus. Man, look at this. We can't even feel this. They weren't here. Woo! Because he got a picture. I need a picture like that. How about you? Follow me. You ever just tell your kids something, you're trying to tell them something, and you just don't, you're wanting to get it out, and you're like, can't you, can't you just understand me? And you get frustrated. What do I got to do? Draw you a picture? Clean up your room. Don't you think that's how Jesus feels sometimes? We, he gives us a promise, and we just go about, we just we can't grab it. We're just like not getting it. And he wants, you know, what do I got to do, Brett? Draw you a picture? Don't you get the picture? I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Don't you get the picture? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't you get the picture? 
Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Don't you get the picture? Don't give up, I'm for you. Don't you get the picture? Albert Einstein said, imagination is much greater than knowledge. Knowledge is about facts. Imagination is greater than knowledge. Why? Because you can see it in your mind. Your imagination can take you beyond the facts. Brett, you can't do that. God gave me a picture, I can. You can't do that. Brett, you can't start this church. You can't leave here and go here and do that. God said I could. I had a picture. If you can see it in your mind, your imagination can take you beyond the facts. Facts will tell you, we can't do surgery. You're not a candidate for surgery. But I got a man right here that says, I got a picture. And God said, yes. You go past what facts say. And he has no cancer in his body now. That's what happened to the woman with the issue of blood. The facts said, you got a blood disease. You're not allowed to even be in public. You can't do anything. You need to stay here. You've spent all your money on doctors. You're poor. This is as good as it gets. And she said, I got a picture. She got something that said, I don't care what you say. I can see me. Do you understand? She could see if he walks by. And if I can just get that end of his robe, if I can touch just a little thread, I'm going to be made whole. She got a picture. Facts will tell you you won't be successful. The odds are against you. You're nothing. You're not smart enough. But if you can get a picture from God, you can tell facts, move over. Get out of my way. You can tell knowledge, step aside. There's something else about a person that gets a picture from God. There's, there's an anointing. There's someone that says, I got it. I can do that, God. If you say I can do it, I can do it. Well, Brad, I keep messing up. Listen to me. It's... It's because you're not full of the promises of God and you're not pregnant with the picture, with the vision. And this is what happens. Now, we said this before, but people, people, they need to get a picture and see this. I'm going to say this and we're almost finished. People are waiting to get right so they can get God. As soon as I get right, I'm going to get all my ducks in a row. As soon as I get everything cleared up, then I'm going to come back. And you see, that is a lie from the pits of hell. That is the enemy just messing with you. You can't believe that. It's not about I got to get right and then get God. You got to get God when you get God and you get full of the vision, full of the picture. You will do right. That's how it works. This is almost my last story and it's 10.02. I got about five more minutes, okay? It's me and Zach and Sam driving down the road. We pass a billboard. It says the lotto is $133 million. One of my boys looks at me and says, Dad, what would you do if you won that? This isn't a true story, by the way. So I'm just making, you know. <laughs> Let me make this first clear. I never have, and I wouldn't be buying the ticket, so I'm just letting you know. Those of you that are like, oh, he bought a lot of, no, I'm just telling the story. But if my boys bought it for me. No. <laughs> if you want 133 million and you got a phone call and said you just want 133 million would you be going oh wow yeah man you'd be like hey whoa 133 million you'd be going nuts on so would all your friends your body would explode. Why? Because of the picture. Because you're like, man, I, well, I would do this. I'd buy a house. I'd, I, Lemonade, please. You'd have all of this because of the picture. 
even though it hasn't happened yet, you would react according to the picture you had in your mind. I'd write my tithe check. What would be the... No, don't even try to figure it out. Man, would that be awesome? But this is what we have to understand. You know, if we would get a picture, it wouldn't matter. You'd be saying stuff like this. You know, if you, oh, if you won that, you get a picture, your body would explode. If you had curlers in your hairs, ladies, if you had mud on your face, guys, you'd run down the street in your underwear just excited. I want 133 million. Your neighbors would be like, what is the matter? Oh, he's got a picture. He's got something. Call the squad. But we, as believers in Jesus Christ, are going someplace that's even better than winning the lotto. We are going to a new Jerusalem where there's no pain, no suffering, no sickness, no temptation, no sin, no devil, no tears, no crying, no burdens, no depression, no needs, no fear, no pressure, no bills, no mortgages. Somebody needs to give God a shout today. Get the picture. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please?